Hey, are you ready to grow your business? You have checked out the number one resource for business leaders, entrepreneurs, startup founders, and managers. And we're going to teach you how to grow and scale your business with real actionable steps. There's no fluff in this podcast. It's just good advice. Check out this episode. If you're a first-time listener, make sure you subscribe to the podcast. And if you enjoy this episode, leave us a five-star review. Today's episode is with Lou Everett and Sherry McManus, who's from the Lou Everett Group. They're talking today about transforming your business and your leadership. If you're looking for coaching and training, we're going to be talking about it today. And more importantly, you can find out more at the theloueverettgroup.com. Stay tuned. Here comes your good advice. Hey, welcome back to another episode of the Good Advice Podcast. You know how passionate I am about leadership on this show. We've talked about it a lot. It's what got me into my business. And wherever you're listening, you can probably think of a boss you've had who just totally transformed the work experience for you. And I don't mean someone who was like, that probably makes it sound a lot more serious than it is. But you can think of that boss who you think back to that person, you think it was great working for that person. It was great working in that company. On the flip side, you could probably also think of about the boss that you probably still talk about today as that boss was terrible, uh, incredibly awful to work for. You kind of wonder if they're a miserable person. You know, we've all had those kinds of bosses. And if you're listening today, and especially if you're managing people, you're probably thinking, how do I make sure I'm not that awful boss? And how do I make sure I'm that person who really takes care of my people well? Today, we're going to be talking about leadership. We're going to be talking about management. We're going to be talking about the insights that you need to take your leadership game to the next level. Today's episode, we'll be sitting down with the Lou Everett Group. Uh, specifically, we're, we're sitting down with Lou Everett and Sherry McManus, who they run this organization. And their mission is to transform today's leaders by essentially serving you and serving your business and showing you how to be a more effective leader. The two of them have been in the leadership and coaching space for over 40 years together. Uh, they are absolutely the go-to experts that provide proactive support, training, and accountability on how to avoid the negative impacts of bad leadership and also how to strengthen the positives that you have inside you. Uh, their work speaks for itself. Their customers have experienced a measurable return, increased productivity, and up to 500% in revenue growth. And they're joining us here today. Lou and Sherry, it is so great to have you both on the podcast today. Glad to be here. Thanks, Blake. Appreciate you having us. Well, naturally, I always have to ask, where where are you guys calling in from? We are in Alaska. I'm kidding. I was like, like whoa, time. that is totally random. But okay. yeah. which you no, know, it's funny. We, I have to tell you, what's funny is I have people on the podcast from like literally all over. They're like, I'm from Bristol. I'm, but I've never had anyone from Alaska. So I was like, wait a second. This is, I don't know why that threw me so much. But. <laughs> All right, so where where are you really from? No, we're it's, we're we're about uh, we're about twenty miles southeast of Raleigh, North Carolina, in a little town called Willow Spring. Okay, great. And I always have to ask, you know, it feels like everyone's weather. You never know what it's like. What's the weather like in Willow Springs? 
North Carolina weather is beautiful. It anyway, is most of the time. Very nice. <laughs> Out here, yeah. when it's not nice, people complain when it's sixty, and I love sixty. <laughs> We're from the northeastern region of the states, you know, and it's it's great. But it's 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 part of the cloudy today. But we're uh, we're we're hitting into the eighties and nineties this week, so. Uh, it's a beautiful North Carolina time of year. So me and my listeners have found our next vacation home. Um, I used to live in Texas and I would not describe it as beautiful weather. I would describe it as hot basically. Um, and only that word. So, well, it's great to have you on the show today. Um, obviously I gave, uh, my take on you guys and your business. I'd love to give the floor to you both and let you tell us a little bit about the Lou Everett group. Absolutely. You yeah. can run with that. You're good at it. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Thanks so much for the, for the intro. I think that was really good. So a lot of, mm-hmm. it's a lot of good stuff anyway, but, uh, but yes, actually, you know, uh, you know, Lou and I, we are the Lou Everett group and uh, we are a husband and wife duo. Most people, you know, are, are like, Oh wait, what? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, I thought you were, but at the same time, uh, since uh, is it your maiden name? Is McManus your maiden name or? Yeah. Okay. I, I assumed that, but then at the same time I thought, well, maybe they're just really good friends. I don't know. <laughs> well, we are good okay. friends too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. So anyway, I didn't mean to interrupt you. No, right. no, that, that's fine. So, so yeah. So, you know, we, gosh, you know, our first business goes back to 2005, you know, four months dating and uh, we decided to put a business together would not recommend it but we can touch upon that later mm-hmm. uh, but you know we are uh, business coaches and executive leadership and personal development coaches and corporate trainers so we really love helping uh, small businesses specifically in the leadership development and effective communication uh, that's what we truly love being solo entrepreneurs ourselves and being with uh, anywhere from you know, solo entrepreneurs up to the corporate C-suite, both of our backgrounds, as you can say, you know, uh, four and a half decades together of being in this space. Uh, And through our, you know, challenges and learning and failing, uh, we really, really love to help to build leaders from within an organization, as well as prevent toxic work cultures, Mm -hmm. uh, as well as provide compliance training, such as diversity and inclusion. So we have a Mm -hmm. very passion regarding uh, being alliances uh, in that space um, so we can add value to others. You know, your, your work is so important because I, I mentioned this in the, inter- in the introduction, everyone can relate to that toxic work culture. And it's, yeah. it's, it's best described, I think, by it's Sunday night and you're just like groaning about going to work the next day. And it's like, yeah. I remember for me personally, I, when I worked in a really toxic environment, um, I would just stay up as late as I could on Sunday, like looking for things to do because I was trying to delay getting back to uh, the work week. When we talk about leadership and leadership development and, and basically being a good boss, this feels like a topic that it, it almost seems like if you talk to like your neighbor about this, like it, it makes sense to people. They're like, oh yeah, just don't be an awful person. <laughs> but yet in practice, it feels so much more complicated than that. You know, obviously there's a need for what you guys do. There's an incredible need for what you guys do. Why is it so much more complicated when it comes to the actual work that we're doing on a day-to-day basis? Yes. Well, see, there's a lot of, um, yeah. I, I, I've been in the, we've both been in the corporate space and executive level and, in uh, businesses and what you tend to find a lot of times is leadership depending on the culture is uh generally under a lot of pressure you know being being a leader in a position 
uh, of a leader is a, is a big responsibility. It, it's got a lot of burdens to it, right? You've, you've got the top-down trickle effect of making sure the bottom line is met, the metrics are met, and that, that the business <laughs> continues to grow in the direction of its mission and purpose um, and what their goals are for that year, right? Their SMART goals or whatever that they decide to use. And so there's this, there's this uncanny balance that needs to take place in a leadership position of being able to lead their people effectively, as well as balance out and harmonize that with the bottom line. Mm-hmm. And that's really the biggest challenge. It's uh, to give credit to where credit's due. It's, it is a big responsibility. And many times it's more of an unknown situation that many leaders just uh, don't know what they don't know. Uh, and, and, and how to effectively connect with those people that they lead as many times are just further so far up the chain. There's a gap there. Yeah. And I, I, I really appreciate that um, comparison of sort of the dilemma of taking care of your people versus pushing the bottom line. Um, and it almost feels like many leaders see those two things as mutually exclusive like you, you have to choose one. Either you are taking care of your people or you are driving the revenue of your business. Uh, and it almost feels like some of the best leaders I've met have really understood how to have both. Uh, is, it, is that like a total unicorn, uh, unheard of thing? Or is it, is it actually possible for the day-to-day manager or the day-to-day owner, leader, what have you, to have both? Yeah. It, it actually is not a unicorn. We like, you know, yes. it, it is possible. You just have Although to it is be a unicorn too. It stands, out. <laughs> it stands out. It definitely <laughs> stands out. We have more bad apples. I think when we talk about bosses and leaders than we have good. Right. Um, but if you really focus on all the, the good and the great leaders and really model and take those characteristics of leaders. I mean, that's what we love to do is just even transfer one person at a time, one leader at a time. And, and so if we're intentional and having giving this, the tools that are needed, it is possible to have that harmony of being people centric as well as actually um, getting uh, productivity out of your people, and then therefore we'll have that bottom line. and And your people want to work with you, not because they they have to. Um, there is there's companies out there that we know that we can give examples on that it, mm-hmm. it, it is, and and, mm-hmm. and we're going beyond you know foosball tables and fancy coffees here. You know that's a nice perk, <laughs> but nice it can only last so I'll long. I'll take the nice coffee. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's a great yeah. insight. I mean, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Go ahead. Yeah. No. Go ahead. Yeah. Well, I was just saying that's a great great insight. And I, I, um, it almost, it, it, it's really, I think, nourishing to the soul when you come across those companies that are really doing it right. Cause it almost feels like, and, it, and I don't know, you know, obviously you guys are getting out your meeting businesses on a day-to-day basis. Sometimes when I talk to businesses and I give this perspective of an effective leader, there's a bit of a disbelief there of, oh, that doesn't actually work in the real world. Oh, like companies don't actually do that. So I I think your mention of there are actual companies doing it, I think that's that's always incredibly exciting when you come across that company who they've sort of figured out that secret sauce of of taking care of their people and driving the revenue of their business. Mm -hmm. Right. Well, you see, leadership is learned. Mm -hmm. You know, this idea of being a natural born leader doesn't exist. Mm. Uh, we may have 
traits as we as we go through our journey of life that may may give us traits of being a leader. I remember in I remember being in middle school or I think maybe in high school actually. Do you remember the when you would fill out the what you're going to be when you grow up kind of career things that you mm-hmm. would do. And he answered these questions and says, well, these are the careers that you would be really good at. Mm-hmm. And it might say that, oh, you would be really good in management or leadership. And which is one of the things that I found and that happened to me too, but that's great. But it doesn't mean you're automatically going to be good at that. Mm-hmm. Something that you need to consistently learn on. And it's a consistent journey in a, in a leadership position or leadership role. Um, and it comes down to really many things. And one is just awareness Right. You may have a bottom line, a mission, you may have a purpose and goals, but you can't do those by yourself. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. need people. Yeah. And you need people to want to do them. There's been studies upon studies that have, that have been shown that employees that want to be there and want to follow the leader that's, 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 um, that, that's guiding their department or their team, they want to do that, that there's higher productivity. Mm-hmm. And it comes down to several things, one being trust and one being the, the feeling that I'm being listened to. And, and it seems so simple mm-hmm. <laughs> because really it ultimately is simple, but it just takes intentionality on the behalf of the leader to find out, okay, how can I build trust in my team? How can I, I think I'm listening. I believe I'm listening. I'm taking a lot to heart. Maybe you really are listening. Mm-hmm. I've been, I was in this position. I know what it feels like. When, when I would hear from, from team members, my managers, who I led uh, multiple departments, and, and they would come in and say, you know, they, they, the, the team doesn't, these, the, my team doesn't feel like they're being heard. I said, well, then I felt really bad. So, well, then we started talking about this. So, well, and I knew all the things that they were concerned about because mm-hmm. I heard it. But why are they feeling like, what is the perception? Why is the perception as if I'm not listening to them? And so we had to make an adjustment and create an atmosphere that built a situation where they, they believed and they felt like I was being, that they were being listened to. And for me, it took a little bit of extra effort and it took me literally picking up the phone and calling every single person in my department. And we're talking probably close to 300 people Mm. just to talk to them because, and that's just only took one time to build that relationship. Now that's just one example and it seems extreme, but if you think about it for a couple hours of my time, it changed the dynamics of my, t- my department. Um, and so just a matter of being aware and being intentional yeah. about what it is and not be about you. It's like, okay, sometimes we let the ego get bigger. Well, of course <laughs> I listen to them. I've put this in a place that it just, there's a lot yeah, of behind sure. the scenes. I mean, let's just get it right. Right. As a leader in a position, especially if you're high up in the, in the, in a positional, uh, in a position of leadership where you're managing mo- multiple, um, mm-hmm departments or maybe areas, uh, there's a lot of dynamics that go on that people don't know about, right? The front lines don't necessarily know that, man, there's, we meet every week to talk about concerns and this, but they don't know that, but why don't they? Right. Right. And so the simple things like that, it's just a matter of being aware and understanding that we have to consistently learn every day to be a successful leader. Well, let me, let me ask you about that, that term aware and being more aware. Cause I think this is a great insight. It, it, I remember talking to a gentleman once who his boss had told me that um, this particular guy was really poorly. Um, uh, basically, his employees hated him, hated working for him. And so part of the process in working with this individual is he um, 
went and got feedback from all of his uh, employees and it was anonymous feedback and they did written feedback on what they thought of him. And so we're sitting down and the feedback's pretty negative. Um, there's comments that are things like, um, I don't just think he's a bad boss, but a terrible person too. <laughs> like things like that, that are just really um, intense. Sure. And so I'm kind of curious how he's going to respond to it. And what I'm expecting is this sort of moment of, oh my gosh, I had no idea. I can't believe I was doing this. Oh my gosh. Well, he reads through the feedback and he looks up at me and he says, oh my gosh, I need to fire some of these people. And it just totally jarred me and totally threw me because this person had an opportunity to become more self-aware and yet totally missed it. And so my question to you is, it feels like there are similar circumstances like that that aren't as um, extreme, but where we have an opportunity to realize, oh, wow, I'm missing it. And either we lean into that and we change our, our leadership, um, our leadership, the way we do leadership, uh, or we stick to our old habits. So what, what is the key to becoming more self-aware and being able to gather those data points and realize, oh, I need to grow, change and develop myself? Mm-hmm. It's funny how we weren't, we weren't yeah. surprised at that. No, That's I started <laughs> laughed. I was like, that is so common. It's so frustrating. That's why we're so passionate in what we do. <laughs> you know, but we can't, we can't shake them down. It's like, you know, okay, fine. You're not open to it. You know, you're not our ideal client. Anyway, mm-hmm. if you want to go down, that's fine. It's unfortunate because you're hurting your people while, while you're doing that and being this, you know, a billion dollar company. Um, so unfortunately you have seen that. And then they you know, there's, um, you know, people of that company or companies are like, Oh man, we really need you. And I'm like, I'm sure you do. I was like, but, but you're above and your manager is not seeing the big picture. So therefore it's just hitting that big, you know, that, that wall. Um, we want to have people to be ideally to be like, okay, I know I need to be people centric and take care of my people, but I also got to run my business. Um, what do I do? Where, where, what, what do I need? And that at least if you're a little bit more open, then you could start having an, an opening open conversation uh, with that. But to, to answer your question though, at least, at least for, for, for me and in our experience is that they've, there's that disconnect. And in our experience is that the there's a person or persons, but let's say a person in their ear situation, they are disconnected from their just cause, their why, their person, their, their purpose. And I, I love how Simon Sinek says this, where it's like, you know, you have your why, it's like a, a wheel and a spoke and your why is that center and everything spins around it. And I'm a visual person, so that really stuck with me, and it's always stuck with me ever since. And and that's that's what happens when we have people in in react and say, "Oh wow, I got to fire all these people. Mm-hmm. It's it's all their fault," and they push mm-hmm. blame on them. Mm-hmm. It's like, wait a minute, <laughs> you know? And, and they and they're disconnected from why from their why. Mm-hmm. Very much of, of why they did their business, why they started their business, why are they in that role? Why are they in the role to begin with? Why are they in the role to begin What's, with? What is the real what is yeah. the real reason you're a leader and mm-hmm. uh a deep and here and here's the thing, Blake, and I'm free to say this a few times, is that that's what distinguishes between a boss and a leader. Hmm. Okay, a, 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 somebody somebody who can someone who's a boss in the traditional sense is is that they tell you what to do, they tell you how to do it, and if you don't do it, there's consequences, right? <laughs> 
We call that positional style leadership, or as the old 1970s playbook calls it, capitalist leadership. <laughs> and so the that that no longer uh, works long term. It's 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 nothing that can be sustainable. Mm-hmm. Not with not with where we are today. Uh, people want to invest in something that they have a purpose in. And it is up to us and it is our responsibility as a leader to help find that purpose for that person. Where do you fit? And how are not only going to benefit the company, but how can I benefit you so that we can uh, we can utilize you to the best of your strengths? Uh, that That's what keeps people. Mm-hmm. And so in that situation with, with that boss who read those, uh, uh, wouldn't surprise me at least that if he wasn't even surprised at the responses, because I, if, if he didn't know and he was unaware that people felt that way about him, he's absolutely been hiding in his office and never talking to anybody because he obviously probably already knew this. Hmm. But this survey that he put out there was done on purpose. I'm venturing to say, in my opinion, to find out who who really would say anything against me yeah, wow. so that I can go in ahead and displace them because they're not in line with what I want to do. Mm-hmm. That falls right in line with the ego getting in the way of our role as a leader, which mm-hmm. uh, see, MPOW, that's the fifth principle in our empowerment system is ego. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, and, you, and we're talking about sorry. ego, like and not all ego is bad. No, ego's good. Um, I, when you need it. Yeah, we do need our ego. We're just got to put it in check. <laughs> you know, <laughs> ego is a good thing. I, I, you know, we have other coaches in our space that, um, you know, are visionaries and, and, you know, talk about ego. We have some really in-depth conversation about ego. Like, is it bad? Is it good? And, um, and so we just want to clarify, like, it's not, it's not bad. We all you need know, it. We, we all need it. it. And that's what sometimes drives uh, us and as being what we want to do and that passion. Right. But it also needs to put your ego aside on certain things when it comes down to your people and your team and trusting Mm -hmm. and trust is huge with teams. And they want to make sure that their leader is going to have their back and, and be felt that don't give them, you know, the extra goodies or extra pay. I mean, it's you know, good. It's good. And it gives but them it's only com- temporary. Confidence, right? But yeah, it is only, it's temporary. only temporary. Yeah. Uh, it's a band aid. I mean, it, it but we need to give them value by mm-hmm. providing those benefits. Um, but what other value are you providing them that's going to be sustainable? Right. Well, and Sherry, you just mentioned um, ultimately them knowing they're taken care of. We're, we're coming out of. Uh, I mean, I knock on wood, we're coming out of um, COVID. And I feel like I've said that for months now. It's like, we're coming out of it. Um, But it it feels like this past season, this past year, um, we've seen businesses take care of their people in a really amazing way. And we've also seen, and you've probably heard stories of businesses that um, it would be putting it lightly to say they missed the mark. Uh, what's been been your observation from the companies you guys have been working with? Because um, it, it almost feels like we're we're. Um, so I'm not trying to have such a long winded question here, it, it, but it almost feels like we're seeing the effects of that now, where there's mentions of a worker shortage, people being more selective on where they want to work, um, and, a, and a large portion of that seems to have a direct line to how well people were taken care of over the past 12 months. So what's been your observation, people you've been working with, companies who've done it really well and companies not so well, um, what's been your experience with COVID in leadership? It has certainly impacted. 
in, in uh, many facets. It is, it is separated the pretenders from the players. Yeah. <laughs> I like That's that. That's what it's done. Yeah, it really has. <laughs> and, and it, even from the early, early on in the pandemic, uh, there was a company specifically that um, would, um, the pandemic, now we're talking about the, they from, I think it was around March. They just before that, they moved everybody online. They were, um, had a lot of offices, vir- virtually hardly any remote workers at all. And they moved all 500 of their employees or so to, uh, to, to remote working. Now we all know that not everybody is cut out for remote work or has ever done it before, or has the environment for it, or might be challenged. Not everyone especially wants if you have to ch- either. Yeah. Yeah. So not everyone wants to be remote. Not everybody wants to. Yeah. And so there's, there's that everyone's going through different challenges with that move. Okay. In this one particular company, when I did it, they, of course, uh, six months, five, six months later, they, they commended everybody for doing a great job. Uh, and, uh, but there was never any communication that said, what can we help you with? Is anybody being challenged or just, Hey, you know, send, send your employees something, uh, that says you are, you are highly valued for the transition you're making. Um, and that didn't happen. And now it seems like a small thing, but it's not a small thing. Because again, it comes down to trust and it comes down to value. If you are truly valuing your employees, you're going to find any opportunity to make sure you show them. And as a leader, here's the thing about crisis. As a leader, if we cannot stand up in the face of crisis and be the player and find ways to, to really cut through that and make sure we focus more on the people during crisis then we're not meant to be a leader. Mm. We've chosen the wrong position. Uh, now, I'm not to say if you're not looking to learn, right? Hopefully, this is a learning process for some people. That's the whole idea. It, let's learn from this. Mm-hmm. But Sherry and I, throughout our years of, 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 of failing and learning again and refailing and relearning, which is the journey of leadership, one of the things we've learned a long time ago is we have been trained and are fully equipped for crisis. A leader needs to be fully equipped for crisis because this is not going to be the last one. What are you going to do next time differently than you did now, this time? Mm-hmm. People. It, uh, that's the big question. It feels like this um, diligence around reflection and evaluating yourself and these feel like key parts to building that self-awareness and growing yourself as a leader. Um, I'm even thinking about, you know, how do you really empower yourself to be a more effective leader? You've mentioned that you have an empowerment program and that ego is part of that program. Uh, tell us more about this empowerment model that you guys have put together. Yeah, that is our empowerment system. It starts with uh, the letter M, the word, the E's is, is removed from this word. So it's 10 letters, empowerment. And each letter represents a principle. We don't have a lot of time to go through all 10 principles, but I can pull out a couple for you if you'd like. A couple of the big ones. We already talked sure. about ego. But <laughs> yeah, each give one me of your those favorites. principles. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, it's based on the 10 principles that every leader must follow to lead with influence. That we have combined and we've put together. It's our proprietary system based on our experience and training over the years. We narrowed it down to these 10 principles. And these 10 principles, we believe, 
um, is going to change, uh, is part of a lot of other workforces now, but it's going to change the dynamics of what the current playbook really is, where it should be. So the first, the first letter in empowerment in our empowerment system is a letter M, is, and M stands for me, the me principle. A lot of times we say the me principle, we think, <laughs> oh, well, that, that means you can't think about you. Well, it's actually almost the opposite. It's not a it's not a me, me, me mentality. It's a me ownership mentality. It all starts with you as a leader and all ends with you as a leader. That mm-hmm. is what you accepted mm-hmm. in a role as a leader. It starts with you and ends with you. So what does that mean? It means that you have to be you have to grow yourself before you can expect anybody else that you lead to grow themselves. Mm-hmm. It's a big mouthful. Yeah. Well, it's a big responsibility, right? It's it's the burden of leadership. And I imagine you talk to people who they really like the perks of leadership or rather of being a boss. They aren't so keen on the weight of leadership. Um, the, uh, I'm trying to think of his name. Um, the guy who was the CEO of Tyson, which is headquartered here in my city. Um, he's now retired, but he was their CEO for seven years, grew the valuation from like 7 billion to 70 billion. And he was really big on culture, but one of his big principles when he took over the job was finding those people who we called boat people. And there were people who, because of their executive position, they made enough money to buy a boat, um, <laughs> but they weren't interested in anything else, you know, the right. responsibility of leadership. And so it was basically weeding out those people and bringing on people who really understood uh, really that me principle that you're talking about. Mm-hmm. So it's a great no, it's a good example. The very and there's so many others that have such good examples like that, uh, and you know, in my in my younger management years, I was terrible at that principle. <laughs> yeah, I mean, here I am, 17 and a half, 18 years old, just 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 barely out of high school, just graduating high school, and put in a management role, and thought, you know, well, I, I didn't think it was being a leader. I thought it was in my mind because I've always <laughs> had this leadership uh, feeling about myself and about what I've learned, but. I was being a boss. Mm. I was, I was just, I, I, I wanted to learn. I wanted to tell other people how to do their job instead of learning from other people, how they do their job mm-hmm. but, and, but, uh, and, and learning myself and growing myself as a leader. So I can set that example for them. You see, we've all made those mistakes and, and that's fine. But what do you do with those? Do right. we ignore it? Like, like the uh, first uh, example you displayed where, and when we talk negatively about him, he assumed, well, let me, it's time to start firing people. <laughs> now, is it firing people because you don't agree with them? Or is it firing people because you're a threat? Because mm. you aren't growing yourself enough for them to actually want to follow you, which is what a leader should do. You well, want people to follow you. Well, let not me because ask, they have to. Right. You're right. Yeah. And and, and I'm, something I'm curious about is you even mentioned the story of a 17, 18-year-old uh, you're, you're, you're the 17, 18 year old kid who your perception of leadership is essentially tell people what to do to take charge. And it almost feels like that is everyone's perception when they become a boss for the first time is, oh, right. I'm supposed to take command, take authority, take charge. And it almost feels like the people who really do well in leadership sort of turn that concept on its head and they understand the service role of, you know, my job is to make my people more successful. 
why does the first seem to happen so much? Like, is there, is there like a narrative that like, we're just not realizing, like, is that what we ultimately reward as companies? I mean, what, why does it feel like the real leadership is countercultural to what we naturally try to do? Yeah, I, I'll answer that mm-hmm. one. It, it's funny because I, I in through in through our, you know, our mentors and and you know we're constantly reading and and really learning from other great great folks out there. And and you know in my you know in in research we found that where it stems from this mentality of positional style leadership and the capitalism that you're you're talking Capital about style, capitalist yeah. style for that that actually came from like the '60s and the '70s. Um, hate to put a date on it, but it really was by one person in particular that was more into the shareholders of organizations and pet and paired, um, padded their pockets and shifted from the people centric that was earlier on. That was some predecessors that were earlier on. And I'm not a big history buff, but that actually really stuck with me. And I'm like, that's where this crap comes mm. from. <laughs> like, I think the good movie to really uh, sum it up, if anybody hasn't like, you know, seen this movie yet, I enjoyed it, uh, is The Wolf of Wall Street. You know, don't how, watch like, it with your mother, pushing... though. Is... What's that? <laughs> don't watch it with your mother is the advice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I was like, Ooh. <laughs> you know? so do not yeah. see with your mom. I was like, okay. Yeah. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I think that really epitomizes uh, exactly what unfortunately has been ingrained and, you know, generation after generations of, you know, push hard, work hard, do what you got to do. And I don't care what you have to do, but you need to make your metrics. And and then the greed starts coming in and, you know, it's, it's a slippery slope. It really is. And all because of what stemmed from in that error, I want to say not everyone, but that's what that, well, let's see if we get more money. Let's see if we get more money. And then it just started creeping, creeping along where unfortunately when people think leadership and they get these positions, it's, it's automatically a positional style of leadership. And I fell into that trap too. I didn't know any better. Uh, until it didn't work. Yeah. Until it didn't work, you know, Uh, and, or, you know, or you land yourself in the hospital like I did, you know, and, and, you know, (laughs) but, you know, you realize going, wait a minute, like, I really need to tighten your concept and flip it on end. What am I really doing here? Mm -hmm. And you're really affected influencing Mm. people. And And that's what it comes down to. uh, Yeah. See, we, that's, that's, that's (laughs) what it's about. Leadership is influence. It's nothing more. It's nothing less. It's how you influence other people. Um, That, that is what, that is what leadership truly is, is when you can influence people in a way, not in a manipulative way, but in a way that, that they want to, they want to follow you. Not, not that they have to follow you. Right. I mean, you think about it, The, the, the lowest form of leadership is, is a positional style leader where, you you're demanding people to follow you and do what you say because they have to, because you're the boss. That is the lowest form of leadership. Absolutely. The lowest form of leadership, right? You're not going to get sustainable results. Mm-hmm. It's not going to over time. People, people are, you're not going to be able to keep good people. Your metrics are constantly going to have to change because you can't keep them all because people can only go so far. Mm-hmm. The, the higher, even higher than that type of leadership is that, Peer-to-peer like leadership, which is that that even level key leadership where you're working with peers, you work together. We've all known people like this where we work for a company, we're on the same team, we're at on the same position, we're not even a, even a leadership roles. And you know, I really like if this person came to me and asked me to help them with something, I'm gonna step on it because I want to help them mm-hmm. because they've helped me. 
because I feel like they, I trust them. They trust me. We have this camaraderie. We've got this um, ability to influence mm-hmm. one another. That is higher. That's a higher form of leadership than a positional style leader. Isn't that something else? But then imagine if you can learn from that and then begin to lead up to those that are above you in higher leadership roles, they don't have to follow you at all. <laughs> but if you can figure out a way yeah. to use your influence on purpose in a way that's going to be a positive influence on those that are above you based on your based on your performance with your other peers, how you lead them, even though they don't have to follow you, mm-hmm. they follow you because they want to, uh, they're going to want to follow you too. They're going to want to pull you up and, and, and see what you're doing, how you're, why, how is it that people want to follow you and listening to you? That is the highest form of leadership right there. Not the uh, positional style. I, I love what you grounded in and it's ultimately you're, you're positively influencing the people around you. Um, and that's really what it's all about, right? It reminds me of, um, you know, Walmart really, we also have Walmart headquarters here. So I have a lot of Walmart stories. <laughs> Walmart had this period of time where they really got off base as they describe it um, yeah. from really their central mission that Sam Walton had really envisioned. Yep. And um, part of the way they realigned themselves was getting rid of the complexity of management and just saying, you know, just do right by people. Just do right by people. Um, now, you know, this was 10 or 15 years ago, so I have no knowledge of what their management style is now. <laughs> but um, I, I think that concept is really powerful for um, whatever industry that we're in. Um, we're unfortunately out of time today. This has been such a lovely conversation. It's been great having you both on. For people who are listening, who are thinking, yes, I need to sink my teeth into more leadership content. I want to know more from you guys. Maybe even want to work with you guys. You know, Maybe someone's listening and they're thinking, hey, I, I need these people to come help my organization. Um, how can people get in touch with you? What does that look like? Just go right to our website, yeah. com. You'll have plenty of cool information on there. You can get a hold of us right away. Even our phone number is there, believe it or not. We'll still answer a phone. <laughs> uh, well, you can reach out to us with a contact. You can even set up a time to meet with us uh, right from our website. It gives a little a quick overview of what we do and who we are mm-hmm. and what we stand for. That's one great place to go. And we also are LinkedIn as well as Facebook and as well as Instagram. So we are definitely uh, put out value and really give out some great nuggets of information. Um, but definitely go to our, our website. We'll love it. You know, check it out. We have some great free freebies as there uh, there as well. We have a we have a um, a mastermind alliance coming up um, that we'll send you. Uh, we'll make sure that all your listeners have a link for. Uh, and that mastermind alliance is kind of a, a double a double header, if you will. We've got a personal growth mastermind that focuses on our individual personal growth that goes over eight invaluable laws of personal growth. Then there's another one that we're going to be doing also simultaneously um, on leadership. And it's going to actually focus specifically on those 10 principles Hmm. of influence that we just talked about. We only hit a few of them there. Um, And so they could, uh, you can sign up for both or just one, but we'd love to have you. We'll make sure that you have that information as well. We'd love to have you a part of that. Hmm. Sherry and Lou, it's been so great having both of you on the podcast today. Thanks for joining me. You bet. Thanks, Blake. Appreciate you. 
Hey, for our listeners, I'm going to put the Lou Everett Group website in the episode description below. Um, again, it's loueverettgroup.com. You can also find the links to their social media pages down in the episode description below. And hey, if you've been listening to the podcast and you enjoy the podcast, what the heck are you waiting on? Click that subscribe button or click that follow button so you can keep getting good advice wherever you are. And hey, don't forget, if you're enjoying the podcast and you want to support the podcast, or if you want to even get your business advertised on the podcast, you can go to our Patreon. It's patreon.com slash good advice. That's patreon.com slash good advice. As always, I appreciate you guys listening. Thanks for checking out our good advice. We'll catch you later. See ya.